We've been doing this series um, called Generous Life, and uh, generosity starts with a determination, and it's not uh, just an emotion, it has to do with a new heart. You know, generosity has to do with a new heart, and you know, we're born selfish, we're born in a lot of other ways, but being born again changes everything, and so uh, last week, Pastor Joel spoke, spoke about giving, and uh, Jason came up to me and he said, hey, I've got a great giving testimony. And I told him uh, in, the, in our first service, I said, well, if it's good, we'll have you do it the second one. If it's not good, then just sit down. But it was good. So go ahead. No pressure. No pressure. All right. So my wife and I uh, moved here from the west side a few years ago. And um, about seven or eight years ago, uh, I was driving to, uh, driving to our clinic and I was going to let one of our doctors go, who, uh, she was a great doc, and we just didn't have the money. Was, this was during the Obama years. They stopped cutting uh, insurance checks to providers, and it was just strangling us. And uh, as I pull up my driveway, I'm in a bad mood. I'm driving my 1998 Chevy Venture Warner, Warner Brother Edition van, <laughs> french fries in the back seat, and my neighbor pulls out right in front of me with his brand new Tahoe, and I'm like, I don't even think that dude's got a job. And to follow him all the way into town, 30 minutes, I'm just like dwelling on this. I'm like, man, I work so hard. I tithe, I like overly, t- we, we were probably being ridiculously generous. I'm pulling to town and I'm like getting worked up now. And I'm like, God, why, why can't I have a brand new car? Why can't? And then all of a sudden I get pulled over. <laughs> Officer comes up, you have a, got, got a tail, light, tail light out. And I'm like, of course I do. This thing's a piece of junk. And then I get more worked up. And I'm like Donkey Kong in a cage now, just like, rah, rah, rah. God, you're, you're cut off, buddy. You're only going to get 10% from now on. <laughs> rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and the officer comes up, and he, you can imagine what it looked like from behind the Warner Brother van, right? The whole thing is just rocking. And, and uh, he goes, I can tell you're having a rough day, so here's just a warning. Just go ahead and get that taillight fixed. And I, I was like, <sighs> and I, I get going. And I hear the Lord audibly say, if you increase when you lack, you will never lack increase. And my heart just went, went to work. Just so happened that doctor had a sick day. So we didn't end up letting her go. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. I go to church and I had my whole paycheck. And I was like, you know what, God, you can have it all. And as I signed my name to the back, I watered the seed with some tears and I put it in the offering bucket. And I would, in my head, I was like, this is done. We're just, if I give it all, at least we're finally finished. And uh, Monday I go to work and an investor came to our clinic and he wanted to buy our building for about double what we paid for it. Wow. Just a couple years prior. It was, I believe that was the day that my golden shackles fell off. Some of us live our life with like these heavy chains on where it's like, mm. I need to make so much money. I need to do this. I need to... When you just give it all to God, it's so much more free. So, Amen. That's, my that's a good word. That's a good word. Thank you. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray because uh, I need prayer. Uh, you need prayer. Jesus, we just thank you so much today for what you're doing in the hearts of your people. God, we, uh, 
we, we pray, I pray that Lord, you help me to communicate and teach and preach, uh, clearly. Help me not to be in the way of what I believe that you've, you've dropped into my heart, uh, for your people. And we just give you the praise for this in Jesus name. And they all said, amen. 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 If you're on line with us, welcome. Thank you for being part of our church community here. Um, if you're taking notes this morning, I want you to write down the grace of being thankful, the grace of being thankful. And once again, we're in this, we're in this generous life series. And I want to read, I want to start by reading 2 Corinthians 9 11. And it says, You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. And see, that is just a beautiful cycle. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. And, and when we look at that cycle of, uh, of generosity, uh, it, you know, and then when we're generous to people, how many of you would say that, hey, somebody was generous to me and I really, man, I was thankful. And, and, and actually, actually what it does is, you know, you're thankful to the person, but then you're also recognizing, God, thank you for, thank you for doing this and thank you for, you know, having me to be part of the cycle so that, cause I want to bless people and I want to be generous. And so what we find is that, you know, holding things with an open hand and releasing, uh, to others produces thanksgiving to God from those who receive it. And this is the beautiful cycle, uh, biblical cycle of, of life. And in the text, in, in the context of walking in a generous life, I want to address the importance of being a thankful person, of being a thankful person. Um, being generous in that regards. Every time that God establishes a principle, it's, it has power. There's a power in principle. So for example, the power of being generous or the principle of being generous, the principle of the tithe, the principle of offerings, you know, bringing increase, rebuking the devourer. There's promises of God. But I believe that there's another principle that, that God has established and released in the lives of his people and gave us to walk out that has the power to change lives. And it's the principle of being a thankful person. Our culture is not a thankful culture right now. In fact, it's an ungrateful culture. It's an unthankful culture, if that's a word. If it's not, I just made it up because I'm really famous for making up words. But we, but we don't, we don't live that in our culture. But the, the principle of being a thankful person, Max Lucado writes this. Gratitude is a mindful awareness of the benefits of life. Mindful awareness of the benefits of life. It's the greatest of virtues. Studies have linked the emotion with a variety of positive effects. Grateful people uh, tend to be more empathetic and forgiving of others. People who keep a gratitude journal are more likely to have a positive outlook on life. Grateful individuals demonstrate less envy, less materialism, and self-centeredness. Gratitude improves self-esteem and enhances relationships. Quality of sleep. How many of you want to sleep better? Be a thankful person. Amen. And longevity. And he also goes on to say that, that gratitude is like a, a dialysis of the body. It flushes out self-pity. See, see, gratitude and selfishness can't really cohabit. They work against each other. 
And, and if we look at this, thanksgiving is one of the most powerful principles that God has released in our lives. And maybe one of the most underutilized. We don't look at it like it's a powerful principle. We have a tendency, just like generosity, to think that being thankful is just an emotion. It's just like in the moment. But it's not. It's more than that. It's actually a biblical directive. And it's something that you have to make a decision of just like being a generous person. If generosity... It's just about emotions that you're not going to live a life that's basically uh, very generous because emotions come and go. The Bible says a generous man devises generous things. And when you're devising things, it's, it's, it's outside of your emotion. Psalm 100 verse 1 through 4. A psalm of thanksgiving, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. And know that the Lord, He's God. He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. So I, once again, I don't think that we believe uh, or we think of being thankful as a principle or a, a power. And I also believe that we have to be taught. We have to be taught to be thankful. Have you ever been around a person who's not thankful? Right? And it's not like sometimes what happens is when they're not, when they're not a thankful person, when they're an ungrateful person, it actually kind of repels them relationally. That's what happens. Now, if you're a thankful person and you're full of gratitude, there's something that actually, it's kind of like a relational magnet because people, there's something's released. It's more than, it's a, it's a biblical principle and it draws people because people like to be appreciated. They like to be honored. You can change the atmosphere of any situation by being a thankful person. I can walk into my home and my wife's had a bad day and I can actually change the atmosphere by just thanking her for who she is, what she does, everything about her. And she just kind of, her heart just changes because I, I, I can do this. See, there's a principle. So I want to share some insights from the Bible with you this morning. Being a thankful person, number one. Thankfulness is instructed biblically. Psalm 107.1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5.16-18, Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we see in that passage of Scripture that this is the will of God to be a thankful person. Um, it, it's such a powerful, life-changing principle that we need to be reminded of it often. Being a thankful person is the key to approaching God. In Psalm 104, we read that, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. Remember in the book of Esther, uh, Esther is a Bible in the, in the Old Testament. And Esther had the uh, position of approaching the king uh, to, 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 to save the, the Jews. And it's interesting because in her approaching, even though she was like the wife of the king, she had to approach in a certain way because if she didn't approach in the right way, it would lead to death. There was a way to approach. Amen. How do you like being approached by people? 
How many of you have like different entrances into your home? You got the front door, the back door, the garage door, the side door. What happens if somebody comes in through the window? Right? You don't want to be coming in through the window up in North Idaho, Northeastern Washington. You know what I'm saying? Guys up here, they, they just don't like it. So you got to approach things in the right way, right? I mean, so what happens when complaining Connie just approaches you? Or murmuring Mike? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, here they come again because it's going to be... So what, once again, it kind of repels you. You realize that even God has given us a formula, a, a principle. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. And sometimes that's not easy because we live life and there's a lot of brokenness and a lot of difficulty. Thankfulness is also a key to healing. It's a key to healing. Let me read this uh, interaction between Jesus and 10 lepers in Luke 17, 11 through 19. If you're new to the church here, we do a lot of Bible because I'd rather hear have you hear what God has to say than what we have to say. Amen. In Luke 17, 11 through 19, it said, now it happened as he, speaking to Jesus, went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers who stood far off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so we saw them and he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, somebody say, as they went, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. I want you to hear that, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And so Jesus answered, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. So in this narrative, in this story, there, there, there's some things that I think are pretty cool. First of all, you're realizing that these that, that leprosy was horrible. I mean, it was like contagious. You were isolated. There would be, I mean, in, in extreme cases, it would lead to like, you know, body parts falling off, fingers, ears, nose. I mean, it's terrible. And so they're standing far off and they cry out to Jesus. And it's interesting to me that what he said was, he didn't say you're healed. He said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they took the steps of obedience in that process, in that journey, then the healing came. That to me is, is pretty profound because the nine never came back, but the tenth one came. And, and what it shows me is that there are people out there sometimes that are okay with a religious service, but they're really not good with actually interacting with Jesus. See, and, and so, so many times, you know, it'd be really nice in, a, in our world like, when I gave my heart to, to the Lord, it'd be nice if I could say, hey, boom, it's, it's all good now. Everything is whole and everything is, but it, it wasn't. I got a new heart and there was a new spirit, but then I had to walk the things that God wanted me to walk out in obedience so that I would be brought to a place of wholeness. And that's a beautiful picture of that. 
And then the other thing that I think it speaks to me is that when, when he said your faith has made you well, it's translated in several other places in the Bible. Your faith has made you whole. It talks about salvation. So, so here we have a picture of the 10, the 10 lepers. And basically Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed, but only one came back and the one came back and he gave thanks. And something happened in that interaction where actually Jesus said, now your faith has made you whole. He's talking about salvation and that really healing is physical and it's also spiritual. So there's something that we look in here and I'm just like, I mean, I'm like, where's the nine? Where's the nine? Where's the nine? Because thanksgiving and being grateful moves the heart of God. And it's how we're created. In the Old Testament, giving thanks was so important that David appointed ministers and priests just to give thanks. Let me show you a couple of references. In First Chronicles 16.4, it says, And he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to thank and to praise the God of Israel. That was their job. First Chronicles 16.8 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known um, His deeds among the people. And then we find in First Chronicles 16.41, And with them, Haman and Jeduthun and the rest who were chosen were designated by name to give thanks to the Lord. Because his mercy endures forever. Now, in most church structures, you know, our, our, our church community, you know, you'll have, you know, a lead pastor, you'll have maybe a seniors pastor, you'll have a, a youth pastor, you'll have a children's pastor. And you know what? They had actually a Thanksgiving pastor. That was the priest's job. You know, it, it, it'd be, it'd be like we would have, um, we'd be like, okay, we got, we got Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving pastor Tom. Okay. Tom's our Thanksgiving pastor. Pa- Tom, your job is to make sure that everybody is reminded to give thanks to the Lord. Like, and when somebody's like, you know, grumbling and mumbling and fumbling and all that kind of stuff, it's like, Hey, I want you to go counsel with, with our Thanksgiving pastor Tom, because he's the guy that's actually going to shift and turn and instruct you on how we're actually created to release this principle in our life. Amen. How would, how would you like that job being a thankful, being a thanksgiving pastor? Cool. What do you do in here? I'm the thanksgiving pastor. Whoa, crazy. But we see that in the Old Testament is a beautiful picture. Being a thankful person is the language of a believer. That's the language of a believer. See, how many of you, how many of you like, Realize that some of our language is really not good language. Especially when stuff doesn't go right. You know what I'm saying? We have a tendency to speak in the wrong tongues, if you know what I mean. Right? But, but Thanksgiving is the language of a believer. Let me show you, let me show you this in scripture. In Ephesians 5, 4, it says, neither filthiness nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather the giving of thanks. Uh, okay, I gotta, I gotta change my vocabulary. Because this, this is actually saying this is the language of a believer. And the language of a believer is different from the language of the culture. Okay, and then let me, let me, let me, this is, this still goes on, Ephesians 5, 19 through 20. Speaking to one another, so it's talking about how we speak to one another 
in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making uh, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, the picture of that is kind of cool. It's kind of weird because you just don't go up to somebody and sing song them, right? Unless you're Pastor Reuben. He's pretty good at that. And... But it's talking about how we interact with one another, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's talking about to one another. It's talking about what is the language that we have between us? What is the language of our family? Come on, I'm telling you right now, this can change the atmosphere of your family if you recognize the language of a believer is actually supposed to be the language of gratitude, not attitude, not matitude. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we got like matitude language and we're not grateful. I'm telling you what, the language of a believer in the context of family can change the atmosphere because you're actually building up and you're being grateful. Once again, you can change so many things. God spoke the world into existence. We've been given the ability. We can tear things down. We can build things up. And sometimes with, you know, just pastoring as long as I had and some of the language that families use, I'm like, wait a minute, wait, you got to change your language. Being thankful is an important component for healthy relationships. Because here's the deal, it's hard to be critical towards someone and thankful at the same time. They don't coexist. And yet you have to look at that. Take someone that you're at odds with in conflict with, and you don't want to be thankful for them. It's the last thing in your mind, right? But here's my, here's my challenge. Take someone like that in that situation, allow the Lord to, to just drop that name and probably don't even need God to drop the name in your heart. You already know it. You got it memorized, right? And then just be thankful. Just like, oh, do you remember? I grew up kind of watching um, Popeye, olive oil. And Brutus, remember that? Remember the old cartoons? And I remember one time that somebody asked Olive Oil why she, why she liked Brutus. And all she could say was, he's large. He's large. Right? I'm thankful that he's large. What else are you thankful? He's large. Whatever you need to do, there's something that can change in your heart if you'll begin to change and, and reintroduce that principle of being thankful. It's got the capacity to change people because you begin to look at people differently. And you look at them differently because you carry them in your heart differently because of being thankful. Does that mean they're perfect? No, it doesn't mean. There's none of us that are perfect. There's a lot of people that are trying to be pretend perfect. And there's a lot of people that are pretty good about dressing up the outside and the inside is not very good. But that's the life that we live in right now until that day. And so we have to have this grace for people. We've got to, we've got to be able to change how we think because we change the capacity of how we think and, and, and it changes them. Cultivating and having an atmosphere of Thanksgiving is who we were created to be. We were not created to be people of complaint. But I'm telling you what, sometimes we can have a degree in complaining. Can I get an amen? amen? We can have a degree. We can fall into it so quickly. And Thanksgiving 
is also at times a sacrifice. Because there's broken people, there's broken, there's messed up situations. And so there's times like, man, how can I be, how can I take that Romans 8.28 and, and all things work for good for those who love God. I mean, but what about this thing, God? I, I'm just thankful. There's a famous uh, pastor, theologian, missionary number of years ago that got robbed. And he was known for being thankful. So he was asked, how can you be thankful? He says, well, I'm thankful because I've never got robbed before. And number two, I'm thankful because they didn't get much when they robbed me. And I'm thankful, number three, because somebody else could have been robbed except me. I mean, changing the filter will change the way that you think about situations. It says in Psalm 116, 17, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I'm going to bring this. I'm going to be thankful, even though the situation just really is not good. And just as a generous life begins with a determination and not an emotion, being a thankful person starts with a determination and not an emotion, and realizing this is a biblical principle that we have to put in. And sometimes it's not easy. How many of you survived the windstorm last week? It's good. Yeah, you're all you're here. So that was a stupid question. No. So anyway, Robbie and I were coming home from Spokane. We'd been doing some errands and some shopping, and I get a call from she gets a call from my from my neighbor because I'm driving, and so you know I'm not going to talk while I'm driving and. And we have, you know, just uh, uh, amazing neighbors. And anyway, but here's the thing. When something like is difficult and your wife, my wife is like a drama person. So I'm over here driving and she gets a call from the next, from the, you know, from our neighbors. And suddenly I'm hearing, what? You're kidding me. Is, are you okay? And I'm like, what is going on here? You know, and I find out that basically I said, what's going on? Do I need to pull over? No, a tree just fell over the, the road. Okay, cool. I think we can do that. And then we get a call about five minutes later. And it's like another tree has blown down right next to the driveway. And, and so we're like, okay, so far so good. And we pull up to the house and I'm seeing it. And like, okay, this is all good. No, no big issue. You know, we can cut that up, pull that out, no damage. And then I'm in my shop. And I'm like, because I'm thankful. You know, I'm thankful. Thankful we got a good neighbor that's big enough to pull the tree out of the road. And thankful that the tree that came down didn't hit anything. It's like, okay, cool. I'm thankful. I kind of wanted to get rid of that tree anyway. God just did it for me. <laughs> I'm thankful. Well, then I go into my shop and I'm basically, I'm trying to get gas cans because the power's out. How many of you love it when the power's out? Okay, so you, you're filling up your gas can so you can go fill the generator up. And for those of you that are new to North Idaho, this is the way of life for us, Right? <laughs> So, so I'm down in my shop and I'm getting gas cans in there and I hear a tree coming down uh, on the shop and I've got this great big Douglas fir that in my mind, if that thing comes down on my shop, it's not stopping until it hits the concrete. So I dive under my truck. I mean, seriously, it's a brilliant athletic move. <laughs> Boom, I'm under the truck that fast. And I hear the, I hear the tree hit the shop and, uh, okay, cool, cool. I get out, you know, and I'm thankful, like, praise God, you know, I'm, I'm all right. I go outside. I see this pine tree snapped halfway off, it's laying across the shop, and I'm going, 
That's awesome, man. I'm thankful. I'm just going to pull that thing off. And then I go inside and I look and it's punctured like, you know, five different places in my shop. And I'm, I'm still thankful because it could have been worse. Right? I mean, that's how life is. Sometimes it's like, loves me, loves me not, loves me, loves me not. I mean, it's crazy how it goes. But you still got to be thankful for it, right? And finally this morning, you can't separate thanksgiving from grace. You can't separate thanksgiving from grace. See, because of the grace of God, we've got a reason to be thankful. If you look at the picture of the lepers, I mean, look at the condition that they were. They were isolated. Their lifespan was shortened. They couldn't be with their families and by, by obedience and walking with Jesus, then they were healed. And then the one comes back because he realized it was the grace of God and my response is gratitude. The, to the grace of God, my response is thankfulness. To the grace of God, my response is, thank you, Jesus. And, and that's really the interaction and how we need to walk. It says this in... Ephesians 2, 1 through 4, and then verse 6 and verse 8. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of of the body and the mind and we're by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind but God now here's but God he intersects he says this this is the plight that we were in but God being rich in mercy because of the great love in which he loved us and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is where you were. This is where you are now. And the response should be gratitude and thankfulness. And it changes everything how we look at stuff. And then it goes on to say this, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God. The very gift of God is the very reason that you were here, but now you're here. It's not by works that any man should boast. It says it's by grace you've been saved through faith. God, I thank you for your grace. And I thank you that if we put our trust in you, that something happens relationally. And we, once we're here and now we're here. And not only that, then we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This morning, we've all encountered the Holy Spirit in worship. In the Word, we celebrated the power of a changed life in baptism. I don't know how you can experience what we experienced there and not be moved in your heart. If you're not a believer, if you're not walking with Jesus, if you've, if you've found yourself kind of have fallen away from that first love, that relationship with the Lord, I don't know how you're not moved by that saying, that's the kind of life I'm called to live. 
That's the kind of joy that I want to walk in. That's the kind of peace that I want to be. That's the kind of, that's the kind of release that you're created for. And I believe that this morning there are people who are ready to experience that changed life through a relationship with Jesus. I want to pray and I want to invite you this morning if you just bow your head and your hearts. Jesus, I, I, your word says that we were once dead, like dead man walking. But God, through your grace, through your love, through your sacrifice, through the death and the resurrection, and through the profession and the opening of our hearts and saying, God, I I just need you. I don't understand it all. I don't get it all, but I feel, I feel this, I feel your presence. And I want to put my trust in you as Lord and Savior today. Nobody looking around, please, but me. I want to agree with you if you're here this morning, you've not made that declaration, that determination. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died and that He was raised up again, you profess and confess Him as Lord and Savior. That's a step unto salvation. And if that's you today, and that's you, that's the profession where you're saying, Pastor, I want to become a follower of Jesus today. Beautiful picture where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man would open the door, I will come in beautiful picture of the heart of God towards you and the door of your heart there's the only handles on the inside only you can reach down and open it so if you're here this morning and you're saying pastor I want to reach down and I want to open the door of my heart I want Jesus to come in I want him to be Lord and Savior of my life I want you to just raise your hand just 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 agree with me I'm waving at you if that's you this morning, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else this morning, you're saying today, if, if, I, haven't, if I haven't seen you and agreed with you and waved back at you, please just, just, just make sure that I do. Anybody else this morning, you're saying, hey, today I want to give my life to this Jesus. Thank you, ma'am. Anybody else? Can't, come on. We, we've got two or three, four people here this morning. Can we just celebrate? Just, just come on, man. Angels are, angels are rejoicing in heaven come on man is so good that is so amazing you know um thankfulness as believers we've been given a principle that if we walk in it has great power to invite and glorify god to be to be part of our language to change our perspective and change our surroundings and the people that we are able to influence. Amen. Thanksgiving, listen, I want you to hear this. Thanksgiving is a principle that's released in the earth. Okay? And we walk in it. It combats selfishness and independence. It's eternal. We see the picture in Revelation that that heaven is, is giving thanks and glory to God. It's a key to entering into the presence of God. It joins us once again with what is already happening in heaven. It's the means by which we... We look at situations and people differently. Thanksgiving heals relationships. And it's the only sacrifice spoken of continuing in the New Testament. That's amazing. So I just want to encourage you. Let's walk into this season being thankful people. You can, I mean, think about this. You can walk into that restaurant 
that place of business, that place of employment, and you can actually touch somebody and just change something by saying, you know, thank you for what you do. You know how you do this? Man, I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful for you. It changes the atmosphere, and we're called to change our culture. Amen? We're not changed to be conformed to it. We're not, we're not conformed. We're, we're changed to transform it. Amen?